Mark? Hi. Hello? What? God damn it. Is this a me problem or a you problem? How's it going? Well, you know, it's going. Hanging in there. Doing life and stuff. How's it going with you? I'm a little tired. Yeah. Yeah. Anything in particular been tiring you out or? Just, I climbed yesterday with Aaron. Um, and actually, uh, Carly. Hmm. Is this uh, someone that I know or not? Yes, it is, but I, I don't want to reveal her identity, but I can always bleep it out. Uh, Wait. Should we play 20 questions to figure out how I know this person? I almost, You almost certainly have to know her. Carly H. Yeah, yeah. I definitely know this person. Yeah. I don't so, know if you know how I know this person, but okay. Well, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> either. I just kind of assumed that you did because I know her. I'm just trying to make drama, Mark. Don't worry. Okay. Uh, but she recently moved to the Bay Area, like, a week oh. ago. Wow. So she came over and hung out with us for a little bit. That was cool, but now I'm sore, and I also, you know, then had to travel back. And in the interest of saving money, I did not take a direct flight from San Francisco back to San Diego. Instead, mm. I had a layover in Phoenix, <laughs> ah, which is not really on the way to San Diego. <laughs> not exactly. So it's like an hour and a half flight followed by another hour flight. Yeah. And I think I had about a 45 minute layover or so, but it was okay. It was fine. Like I didn't have anything to do and I would technically, cause I had to take Friday afternoon off. Mm-hmm. Um, for traveling, and so I said that I was going to work Sunday afternoon, which amounted to working on some stuff on my iPad on the airplane. Mm-hmm. And then once I was in my layover, sending a few emails, so it looked like I really did some work. Yeah. So, which like I did work, but you know, we, yeah, <laughs> but we all play that game. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So. That, and then I just didn't sleep that well last night. Mm-hmm. I just had a lot of trouble falling asleep for whatever reason. I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, I had my alarm set for 6, I think. And I was in bed, ready to sleep around 10.15. And then I was just kind of sitting there, my eyes closed, thoughts in my head for an hour straight. Nothing, like, bad. You know, like, sometimes you just have one of those nights where there's just thoughts, and and none of it's bad. You're just thinking about things. And and I wasn't even, like, frustrated about it. It was just a thing that was just happening. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it was 11-ish, and I checked my phone. I was like, oh, God, it's 11-ish. So I set my alarm back another hour just to try and give myself some sleep and a good start to the week. And I was like, all right, time to sleep. It's 11 now. Like, I went to sleep at, like, 10 o'clock last night, 10.30 last night. I should be fine. And then, all of a sudden, it was midnight, and I was still awake. Mm. And so I, like, got up and went to the bathroom and 
putzed around for a few minutes and then went back. I was like, well, I'm not going to put back, an- not going to push my alarm back another hour because uh, mm-hmm. that's not going to help me because I want to still kind of maintain my schedule. So I just sort of dealt with it and eventually fell asleep and woke up at like 630. Mm-hmm. So I'm just tired. Yeah, sounds like you need to get to bed early tonight. Well, I'll I'll try. (laughs) Didn't work so well last night. (laughs) Yeah, that's always the problem is when you're trying to get to bed early is the nights or other nights that like it's it's... not even early. It's just normal. That's when I normally go to bed. Yeah. (sighs) So, yeah. But I did get a haircut today after work. Oh, nice. Yeah. You like it? You happy with it? Yeah, it's the same haircut that I've gotten for the last five years or so. so. Yeah. <laughs> We're uh, in the same situation. Except Grey Clips increased their price. Oh, rookie two mistake, bucks. bro. Oof, duh. I know. Gotta get that, gotta get that 1099 haircut card during middle of November. Well... I didn't, and here we are. Yeah. So, but I also got a new keyboard. And oh, it's I bet even that's clickier. Exciting. Oh, I, I this, can't wait this to hear it in the got, background of the podcast. This one's got real nice mechanical switch. Like, my previous one was, like, a Logitech <laughs> gaming keyboard, and uh-huh. they make their own. Like, it's a mechanical keyboard, but they make their own non-standard switches that nobody else supports. Mm-hmm. And they're like a little mushy, and it makes them quieter overall. I don't have it with me to compare, but in general, like it's not that loud of a mechanical keyboard. But this one, and this is no, note that I when I got this, I purposely also bought little rubber O rings, which you can put on the stems of your keycaps to avoid a lot of thunkiness or a lot of what okay. people des- describe as clack of mechanical keyboards. So the click. Which is like, I don't know if you'll be able to hear just a click of a single key, but. I heard that. So like the click is just the activation point. And then the clack is like the the kind of thunk if you hit it too yeah. hard. Uh, and I've toned down the thunk, but. Oh, but sometimes, sometimes you need the thunk, bro. Uh, like what's, what's it, I still have, about? I still have it a little bit. Like I said, there's still a little bit of thunk to it. Yeah. It's unavoidable, but it just, it, it's more of a, like the thunk is not good cause it's just more a resonant kind of echoey grossness. Yeah. Like you want the clickiness, but they're very clicky we- and I enjoy it a lot. Good. I'm glad you enjoy it. It also has the other key feature that I wanted, which is that it is Bluetooth and allows mm. for like single key switching to other devices. Because I have I have an Apple Magic Keyboard that I got like open box at Best Buy for real cheap. Okay. And I like if I go out and about with my iPad, I often have that with me. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I brought to travel this weekend. Uh, and like it's a fine keyboard it's definitely not like a mechanical keyboard but like it's fine you know but then Mm -hmm. it's like well if i want to use it at home which sometimes i feel like doing then it's like i'm sitting at my desk and i have to like move the keyboard that's on my keyboard tray to use this other keyboard that use that's only used with my ipad 
because the dumb mm-hmm. magic keyboard the only way to uh, pair it with a new uh, like non-apple device uh is to just disconnect it from the other device and then reconnect it to a new one oh. which is very inelegant there is no way to it does not support being connected to multiple multiple devices at once yeah. Unless it's like, oh, you have your MacBook and your iPad, and through some weird Apple stuff, they allow it to work. But it's mm-hmm. not a general solution. And so this one, it's just like, oh, yes, you hit function one, function two, or function three, and it switches to that uh, device right away. Mm-hmm. And it's wonderful. It's almost like it was designed that way. I know. I mean, it is designed as a mechanical keyboard for people who are interested in using it with their mac because Mm -hmm. it does come with like it comes by default with mac keycaps and then it comes with an additional set of modifier keys for people who use pc and it has a switch on the side of it that allows you to switch from mac ios mode to windows android mode oh wow can i ask some silly questions certainly when you say Mac keycaps, is that like... It has a command key instead okay. of a Windows key. Okay. And an option key instead of an alt key is okay. basically the only difference. That was that was pretty much what I was asking. Because I was yeah. like, wait, are there differences in, in other things? Like, oh, is the 8 not like... Yeah. The, on, the only other difference, like the only reason that they have like the Mac and Windows mode is that... Command is not in the same spot as the Windows key, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. so you can just switch it so you don't need to think about what you're doing. It just works fine. Yep. And then the other reason is that they have some special modifier keys in the function row that work oh. on Mac OS specifically. Mm-hmm. So they have a button that you can press to uh, access, uh, I forget, maybe it's like the expo, whatever the... I don't know. I don't know what it is, but there are some various like app switching and spotlight stuff. Yeah, I um, I think I know. I'm looking at them on my computer right now. Yeah, and there are things that I like. I'll try to hit at work, and I'm like, "Why isn't this working? Why isn't this working?" Yeah, and then I'm like, "Oh, it's different." Yep. So yeah, so I got that, and I like it. That's cool. Yeah. Along the lines of technology things, a couple weeks ago, you. I don't remember. Actually, real quick, I just needed to share this. Okay. I need I need to flex on you again. Okay, flex on me. Go ahead. I on this keyboard, I uh, obtained a new personal typing record. Okay. I on my standardized ten fa- ten fastfingers dot com. Okay, is what well, I it's always been use. good talking to you tonight, Mark. So have a good evening, and, and we'll, I'll talk to you next week. My new record that I achieved. <laughs> Okay. It was 141 words per minute. What the f***? <laughs> How? Well, my average is like 120 probably on that test. Mm-hmm. Uh, depending on how cold my fingers are. That's the main deciding factor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, over break, I was on my laptop keyboard and was able to crank out about 130. And then I just sat down with this one. And I think on the second try, I hit like this 141. I was pretty happy. Dear freaking God. Yeah. It's like so different from my experience that I don't even understand what that's like. <laughs> it, it's like, 
it's like us trying to imagine what like running the first marathon in under two hours is like yeah like that that's how this feels to me it's just (laughs) it's something that i don't honestly believe i could ever aspire to even if i like really set my mind to it yeah i don't know but that's that's great i'm glad that you got a new personal record personal improvement is always good so i'll applaud that even if it makes me feel bad about myself so as you were saying (laughs) Oh, yes. Technology thing. A couple weeks ago, you had mentioned about the watching like Mac users use Windows computers and how they just have like random windows floating everywhere and how like annoying it is to you to like see. Yeah. Because you're used to like all the nice snapping features and stuff. Um, and since you mentioned that at work, I've been like trying to more often snap things into places um, and I really hated it until I figured out that if you if you drag things into the quarter, it snaps it to like a quarter screen, and yeah. you can like adjust the snapping of them and like move the ratios around. Yeah, I know. And now I, know. I, I feel love like it. there's a thing where like if you hold the green maximize button and like shake it around or something, it does some sort of half snapping. I think because I think Max mm-hmm. showed that to me once. I'll have to try this tomorrow at like, work. Like, I know that it's a thing on macOS. It's just a thing that nobody uses, and it's not super obvious how to use it. Oh, wait. This is a Mac thing? Or is this a PC thing? No, I was complaining that people who use Macs don't use Windows snapping on Macs, let alone... I mean, they definitely wouldn't use it on Windows because they're not used to using it on a Mac. Wait. it. I See, I didn't understand that it can be done on a Mac. Yeah, it totally can, but that's my whole point is that nobody knows that because it's so unintuitive. It's it's one of the very few incredibly unintuitive things that macOS has. Like, it definitely is a thing. It's just that nobody uses it. Okay. Just Google it. How? Well, I want to use it right now. <laughs> yeah, so Google it. I'll Google it with my clicky keyboard. Um... But yeah, I mean, on Windows, it's also not great. Like, I find that it's a little laggy and a little annoying um, as well. Like, I hate that when you snap a window, like, 50% of the time, it does the whole, like, zoom out and pick another app to snap next to it. Mm. And it's like, sometimes I don't, either I don't have another app to snap next to it, or I just don't want to do that right now. Like, don't bug me. I don't know. It's kind of annoying. Um... Okay. Uh, Hold down the full screen button in the upper left corner of an app window. Drag the window to the left or right side of the screen. Release the button, snapping the window into split view. Okay. It's not going to do what I want, so that's fine. Now how do I get out of it? (laughs) Did you do it? Yeah, I did. Okay. You're right. It, it's like a oh no, what did you do? It's like it's basically no better than what the iPad does right now. <laughs> That's what I love about it. <laughs> On Mac OS, it's so garbage to me. It's it's really not good. Yeah. Because then when you like unsnap a window, yeah. it pulls that window back into your main like desktop and it pushes anything else into the other windows. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have the same feeling about just like 
Mac OS full screen as well. Like it's so like there's no full screen that doesn't get rid of everything else on the screen. Mm-hmm. Like if you click the maximize button on Windows, it's like, "Oh yes, we will still show you the dock and stuff." Mm-hmm. And in Mac OS it's like, "Nope, everything's gone. You just have this one window and you can't do anything about it." Yeah. I mean, I could get used to doing it other ways if I had to, but I now that my desktop computer is set up to, like on Linux, to Windows Snap the way that I want to, mm-hmm. I just can't abide by the way that both macOS and Windows do Windows Snapping. It's just so, so inelegant for this day and age. Okay. But I appreciate you sharing. And yeah, I'm glad that you I've, have had at least a little bit of success trying it out, if nothing else. I've gotten else. better at it, especially because recently at work I've been, like, doing a lot of things with multiple windows open at once, and that's been very helpful, is, like, learning how to balance them properly, so, like, the... Yeah. Is it the aspect ratio, or, like, the, the like, horizontal to vertical size of the windows, like, makes sense? Yeah, aspect ratio, I think, is probably the be- as good of a way to explain it. Because that's always been the thing that I hate about snapping is that, like, oh, if I want to have, like, a horizontally long window with, like, a vertically tall window, I haven't been able to do that. Yeah. But now I figured out that it's, like, you can do it and it's not that hard. And so I was just like, oh, boom. I'm going to win at life now, so. Yeah, I just uh, got another cable at work so I could finally connect my laptop to my second monitor. Ooh. And I have been using just my laptop. I mean, I've just been using two monitors at work since I started. Like, for when I was using my desktop that came for work, I just had two monitors. Mm-hmm. And then when I switched to using my laptop, basic, almost exclusively, I just have my laptop connected to one other monitor. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden, I have two, monitor, two monitors up at eye level and then my laptop screen on my desk. And I just hardly even know mm-hmm. what to do with myself. It's so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, we have Fred Bassett by Alex Graham. Uh, We have a man uh, swishing a wine glass, holding his nose over it, while Fred Bassett, the Bassett Hound, looks at him, I would say, slightly skeptically. And the man says, hmm... A very fine year. A slight oaky taste, but with a delightful flowery bouquet. And Fred Bassett thinks to himself, What a load of cod swallop. It's only his homemade dandelion wine. (laughs) So first, I want to acknowledge what a wonderful word cod swallop is. It is. But then I wanted to ask you about... Things that you make homemade versus choosing to buy a store-made version of them. Hmm. And so I was, I'll just start it off with saying, like, are there many things that you think you make a conscious choice to make the homemade version rather than purchase the pre-made version? I'm going to ignore your question and tell you a story instead. That is perfectly acceptable. Have I ever told you the story of the time that my father and I made ginger ale? No, you have not. 
So this was low so many years ago. I was probably in, I would say, 7th, 8th grade. Mm-hmm. And my dad got it into his head that he wanted to make ginger ale at home. Because okay. he drinks a lot of ginger ale. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he uh, <laughs> sort of looked into it and decided that he knew what to do. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, it turned out he didn't quite know what to do. Yes. So, first things first, we no longer had anything like a slap chop, so he more or less sliced and diced hunks of ginger root on his own with a knife. Yeah. And then, I think the things that you need, you know, you need that, you need your ginger, you need some boiling water, Mm -hmm. probably some sugar, and Mm -hmm. some brewer's yeast. Yep. Now, not doing his research properly. Mistake number two, beyond just having chunks of whole ginger floating around in this drink, is that he purchased baker's yeast mm-hmm. and attempted to use that. <laughs> and then after we he finished it and it was clearly disgusting and clearly smelled horrible and nobody even wanted to try it, Um, he decided to bottle it all up anyway. Yep. So we had... I would guess at least a 24 pack of old Aquafina <laughs> water bottles filled with this ginger ale concoction. Oh God. And what I did that entire summer, whenever a new friend came over, I would offer them some ginger ale and oh, you monster. <laughs> encourage them to drink it and, and, and just tell them, you know, it's homemade. Like I understand it both looks disgusting and smells disgusting mm. But I promise it's much better than you think. And I would encourage them by taking a swig myself. I I seasoned myself to be able to take a very small amount and hold it in my mouth. Uh, <laughs> as I watched my friends uh, drink it out of politeness. Often swallow it. They didn't even spit it out right away as they should have being middle schoolers. I had very polite friends and so they would swallow it all. And then I would spit it out after laughing at their faces. i'm so glad we didn't meet until high school mark Uh, it was very funny so uh i would not make ginger ale at home that's the moral of that story also related to this comic real quick no i'm gonna cut in first okay can i say this is just like my me talking where i don't really have that much experience but i'm pretty sure the problem with your ginger ale was that he didn't sanitize whatever he made the ginger ale in well enough. He probably made, like, ginger vinegar. I, I would guess that of all the issues, that was the smallest one. You sure? <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure the baker's yeast, because compared to the brewer's yeast, <laughs> made what the it... biggest difference. Can you describe the taste of this beverage? I'm like... I don't know. Like... <sighs> Like, all I can say is that it is the most yeasty tasting. Like, imagine the first time okay. you ever had, like, a Budweiser. So the, so the problem was the yeasty taste. Yeah, like, it, like the first time that I ever had a beer, I was like, oh, this tastes like my dad's ginger ale, except his was way worse. Yeah, so it tastes like someone, like, blended it up like a, a loaf really of bread. It like a really old, gross loaf of bread. Yeah, like there okay. was no redeeming quality. Like the ginger, any sugar, no redeeming quality. It was overwhelmingly 
yeasty. Wait, was this beverage like transparent or was it? Oh no, it was cloudy. Like, oh, oh. There is nothing. There is nothing transparent oh, nor no. translucent about it. It was an opaque, <laughs> yellowish, brownish thing with ginger shavings floating around in it, and maybe live cultures of yeast. Who's to say? Like I don't know. <laughs> no, that's that. There, yeah, there were definitely. At minimum, dormant cultures of yeast floating around in it. So that I always attribute oh, the God. failure to that mainly. Okay. Um, and hubris probably. Mm. But in either case, yeah. So not that. Uh, creme brulee. I also don't make at home, unless it is mm. pre-made creme brulee that I can put in the oven, which I have done. Costco mm. sells some excellent creme brulee. That you can just broil in your oven to caramelize the sugar. I had no idea that was a thing, and now I'm kind of excited about it. I yeah, want to try it. It's really good. My my mom and I tried to make creme brulee once, and mm-hmm. all we ended up with was a soupy mixture of egg yolk. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So that's what I got for story time. But if you have okay. more specific questions, I am happy to answer them now. Uh, well... I don't know. I was just I'm I've been thinking about like at what point do I want to choose to make to like buy the pre-made store version or what will like push me to make it like from scratch myself? Mm-hmm. Because there's I feel like whenever I'm shopping there's always that distinction of like okay, am I going to make this myself or am I just going to like buy the store-bought version? Like if I want to have chili, am I going to make chili myself or am I going to buy like cans of chili and that's one that pretty much always leans towards i'm gonna make it myself pretty easy doesn't cost that much i have all the skills to do it and like everything seems to work out in the way that it points me towards making myself but there's other things that are trickier and i'm trying to find the place where there's like there's the good benefit of or there the good balance of that like cost benefit analysis there See, I feel like in there are some situations where there is no middle ground, but in many, many cases, there is increasingly a middle ground of mixes or boxes of things, mm-hmm. and that is very heavily where I fall. When I make something like brownies, I am not yeah. making brownies. I am putting eggs and oil in a mm-hmm. pre-made brownie mixture of powder and then baking it at home as opposed to buying pre-made brownies from somewhere else. Yeah. That is what I consider baking for myself because I'm too lazy to do anything else. Mm-hmm. I have baked, like I've baked cookies and stuff from scratch uh, at home, but I don't have baking ingredients in my apartment right now, so I'm not going to do any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, same goes for, let's say, let's go slightly more to the homemade end. Um, so... You want to make chicken tenders or something similar at home. Mm-hmm. You want to make it kind of healthier or whatever. So you're going to go get your chicken and chop it up and get yourself some breadcrumbs. You can make your own breadcrumbs. Mm-hmm. You can make your own breading, yeah. but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go buy yep. a canister of breadcrumbs. Mm-hmm. You know, same with something like pancakes. Like, it's not that hard to make pancake mix, but why would I do that when I can buy a box of pancake mix that'll last me months for like $3? Mm-hmm. 
So for a lot of that sort of stuff, anything that involves bready items, mm-hmm. uh, I yeah. am almost always going to go for the mix because the store-bought stuff is often very bad. Um, so like things like cornbread, I've yet to find good cornbread in a store out here, but mm-hmm. I can make my own cornbread and it's very good, but I use a box mix to do it. Yeah. And then as we move away from that stuff, then it's easier to make stuff on your own. So my, the first kind of real food that I learned how to make was fried rice. Mm-hmm. I learned how to do that in eighth grade FCS. Yeah. And I still remember how to do it. And in fact, I bought stuff to make it for this week. Like proper fried rice with, got some sesame seeds, I got some soy sauce, I got sesame oil, I got lots of veggies, good jasmine rice, I got some shrimp. Yeah. Like, I have all the stuff, and I know how to, like, I feel very confident making good fried rice. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, I could go buy some MSG and make it real good. Um, <laughs> yes, MSG. But I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go that far. Uh. But yeah, so there there are some, I feel like I take it on more a case, case-by-case basis where I know that there are some categories of food that I feel comfortable with, some mm-hmm. specific meals that I feel comfortable with, and okay. then other things that I have never attempted, and either just because I don't want to spend the money or haven't gotten around to it or don't want to make it just for me, or because I just don't think that it would go well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. So it sounds like with you, it generally like comes down to at least mostly a level of personal comfort in your like ability to be successful doing it. Does that sound? Yeah. And, and I feel like I feel pretty confident in my skill as a cook in terms of following a recipe, not in, not in terms of being a chef and adapting a recipe. Mm -hmm. So like I can follow any recipe and feel pretty okay about it, especially if it's Mm -hmm. just for a normal meal. Yeah. And I have good enough senses in how I cook stuff that it normally goes pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the only complaint that uh, a certain other person in my life might make is that I go a bit bland on some things. Oh, and because I and cause I err on the bland side of things, when I try and season things on my own to make up for that, it often goes wildly in the other direction. Hmm. Uh, so that's something that needs some adjusting. But okay. honestly, nowadays, it's more like just, am I feeling lazy? Like, am I in the mm-hmm. mood to cook something or not? Um, mm-hmm. But if I am and I'm willing to take the time to do it, then I feel like the world is my oyster. Okay. Although I wouldn't make oysters for myself either. I don't think I've ever had oysters and I'd love uh, neither, to try neither have sometime. I. I don't really have any desire to. <laughs> I also heard recently that they're actually like super cheap. I don't know if that's true, but like buying like oysters. <sighs> I don't know. Maybe that's totally a lie, but if they are super cheap, I feel like I should try them because like if they're cheap, then it doesn't matter if I F them up, you know? But I also like, is there anything to do to prepare oysters? Do you just like salt them? I don't even get what they are. Like, like biologically, I somewhat understand what they are. But like I don't know They're like mollusks. <laughs> yes, I okay, that's what I said biologically, but like <laughs> I like 
oysters are something you could like give me a bag of oysters and say prepare these for people to eat and i would have very little clue on how to do that other than from like the 10 second memory i have of seeing people like do it on master chef or some show like well you need to shuck them that's the one part of the process i knew and i have no idea how do you do that but i knew that there was a word called shucking them but I don't know what to do next. Also, I'm on a website. I'm on bonappetit.com. Oh, Bon Appetit is bomb. And so the article is called Seven Oyster Common Mistakes. And my yeah. favorite thing is that their HTML, I, I mean, it's clearly HTML, but something about how their website is made, or maybe this article is old, is completely broken because it <gasps> says one, uh, uh, I don't know what the technical term for this is. Um, I will say less than sign. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Arrow bracket. Yeah. D-E-L. Arrow bracket. Grab a bag from the supermarket and then end Dell tag. Like like each thing no. is, is in delete uh, HTML tags. <laughs> and because I know what the name of the article is and what that's supposed to mean, I know that they're meant to be crossed out, but they are not. <laughs> So if you read it, it just looks like a list of a list of tips for oysters. <laughs> wait, wait, what did you Google exactly? Uh, I'll just put it in the show notes. Okay. Maybe it'll show up for you. I don't know. This is fun. I love Bon Appetit. Bon Appetit is awesome. I've heard good things. I have not consumed any of their media. It works for me, so. Oh, it does? Yeah. Okay, it must be okay. I, I bet you it's it, my browser blocking scripts or something, because uh, my my browser automatically blocks a lot of stuff, like the autoplay video that oh, I know that it's. Oh has. wait, wait, no! I thought you were saying that. Yeah, are you, you see what about, I'm like, talking about? In the article, in the article, it says one delete tag. Grab a bag yeah. from the supermarket and delete tag. Yeah, sorry. I thought you were saying like at the top of the article or something. No, no, no. Yeah, in the down. article. That's why I'm saying the article looks like a list of things that you should do when in fact is it a list of things that you should not do slash avoid slash be aware of. <laughs> yeah. Wait, is is maybe that just how they wrote the article? Uh, I've Like that's a joke that like a tech article might do, like seven mistakes you're making while building a PC. But I don't think that this would be something that would be... Uh, in the wheelhouse of their um, average subscriber. Maybe. So I don't think so. <laughs> I'd be very skeptical. Let's inspect the element and see if we can sort it out. Shall oh we? God. Mark, we're going down a rabbit hole now. While you do that, <laughs> I don't know. We're turning into a tech podcast now, Mark. Yeah, finally. I'm finally getting my oh, wish. They have a beautiful ad not even an ad it's just like one of their videos playing in the side of the page and there are people like making like some sort of oh tomato sauce oh now they're eating oh they're making mozzarella and it's making me so hungry <laughs> yeah oh oh my god this is just very amusing oh now they're smelling meats oh and oh, it just looks so tasty but yeah. Anyway, I got thinking about this whole like food idea and making stuff from scratch because I've been like slowly making more things from scratch in terms of like dinners, mm-hmm. not like baking things. All I'm in the same boat as you with most baking things. 
I'll try it more from scratch sometime, but like I'm sure it'll go poorly, so then I'll go back to boxes. Yeah. But this weekend, I decided I wanted to try making hummus from scratch because I was like, yo, mm. I recently I got my- them chickpeas. Well, I recently got a food processor, and so I was like, yo, I feel like I have the tools mm. that you need to do this. Hashtag thanks, Grandma, for Christmas presents. Um, <laughs> that should be a hashtag we should enact on Twitter. <laughs> just like months of silence on twitter and all of a sudden we come out with hashtag thanks grandma for christmas presents yeah (laughs) okay so so you wanted to make this hummus how'd it go yeah and so i i made kind of a game time decision in the grocery store that i'm gonna make my own hummus because i was like yo i just gotta buy like canned chickpeas and some crap so i googled what i needed and i was like oh i need this stuff called tahini I've heard of tahini before. That's got to be in like the the ethnic food aisle. Like that's not that special. Like I'm sure they've got it. So I'm like, I'm sure I can do this. And like, what, throw all the crap in a food processor and like blitz it for like a minute or two? Like easy peasy lemon squeezy. Also, I got to squeeze some lemon into it. So perfect. Um, And then they didn't have tahini. And I was like, yo, I've already put all the other ingredients in my cart. What do I do now? And then I was like, okay, well, how do I make tahini? Like, is that hard? And everyone's like, oh, no, it's super easy to make tahini. Thanks, internet. And, like, it is super easy to make tahini. But then I got to find sesame seeds. Freaking grocery store that I'm at. It's impossible to find the freaking sesame seeds. I had no idea where to buy them. <laughs> I walk around the grocery store for, like, ten minutes looking for these gosh darn sesame seeds until I finally decide, like, okay, I got, like, cold stuff in my cart. I got to go. I'm going to ask someone where they are. They show me where they are. Can I guess where they are? Because I had a similar issue where I was trying to find some in my grocery store yesterday. Where did you find them? I found them next to the soy sauce. (laughs) And that's where I was looking for 10 minutes. Interesting. Where'd you find them? In the spice aisle? Yes, they were in the spice aisle. Well, that was going to be my secondary spot if I didn't find them next to the soy sauce, but... That was, like, the last thing on my mind. I was looking in the ethnic food section. I was looking in the, like, dry goods by, like, You know, I think that's just a lot about you, Grant. and rice. And the way that you view the world. Like, there are, I viewed them as a dry good that would be sold, like, in a, like, a one-cup container of, like, sesame seeds or something. But then they took me to the spice area where they sold you, like, a little tiny dinky, like, one-ounce container of sesame seeds. And I needed a cup for the, like, the recipe I was going on said I needed a cup. I was like, I can cut it in half and make, because I was planning, I was like, I'm going to make two batches of this probably. One to mess it up horribly and then one to, like, try it for real. Um, So I had to get, like, half a cup of sesame seeds. So then I spent, like, five minutes looking at all the spices trying to figure out if there was any, like, more cost-effective way to buy sesame seeds at this store, which there were. Um... And so I got them and then, but long story short, I went down this like rabbit hole of like making something from scratch. And then I ended up doing extra steps and it ended up being like kind of a, like it tastes really good, but it was long story short. It was kind of a pain in the rear and I'm not sure if I'm going to do it again. It's delicious and like, it's fun, but like also work. Speaking of sesame seeds, should we go to another seed slash nut? To your Peanuts cartoon? There wasn't an answer there, but I'm going to take that as a yes. Mark, you still there? Yep. Okay. 
I'm just. <laughs> were you doing that to make me uncomfortable? Or? I just didn't want to acknowledge what you said. Anyway, for this week, Mark brought Peanuts by Charles Schultz. Uh, Schultz. Frick. I always say Schultz. It's Schultz. I'm sorry, Charles. Anyway. Uh, so we got Linus sitting in a bathtub. And he's throwing things over his shoulder. He, he throws a duck over his shoulder. And yells, ducks. Throws a boat over his shoulder. Yells, boats. There's a swan over his shoulder, yells, swans! And then finally looks towards the the third wall and says, Great Scott, can't a man take a bath with any privacy? So, I only had one question for you. Yeah? I was listening to a podcast and they discussed what things you can and cannot eat and drink in a bathtub. <laughs> oh. And I wanted to hear your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh can you can you give me more of a starting point than that uh well not really like i'm more just like imagine you were the sort of person who took baths i don't know if you are or not but I'm let's not, just assume you are we'll assume let's assume that you had a nice large bathtub okay. in which you could leisurely soak yeah would you ever consider having any consumable items while in the bathtub. Oh, absolutely. Okay, that's where we differ. <laughs> what? They mentioned this, and I was like, "What? why is this even a conversation? I can't imagine eating or drinking a single thing while sitting in a bathtub. It, feel, it would feel so weird. <laughs> okay, eating is a lot trickier. It is. Um, <laughs> but definitely drinking. Yeah, for sure. <sighs> um, But eating... Eating gets a lot more difficult, for sure. Um, like, chips and crackers and those types of things are like bread. <laughs> like, those are a no-go in a bathtub. We have this plate of garlic bread and a big plate of lasagna. <laughs> like, honestly, that sounds amazing, but I know logistically it sucks. No, it so, doesn't like, sound amazing. <laughs> are you kidding me? This is like, clearly coming from someone who has never had, like eaten food or this like is the difference consume drink in a bathtub if or you, a shower well, well, you already know that that's yeah I, I was very clear about my stance on this before uh this is the thing i can picture doing this in one of those like swim up bars you know and your feet are dangling in the water and it's a nice scene but like i'm in a bath three quarters of my body is submerged if i bring my <laughs> Like arms below sh- below shoulder level, they're in the water. How the heck am I supposed to eat anything? <laughs> Especially so, something as slippery as lasagna. <laughs> see, that's why I said logistically. I know it sucks. Like I wouldn't have. That's why it doesn't bread and sound amazing. Because logistically, it'd be so problematic. <laughs> that's why I said food is trickier. Like beverages. Like yeah, I'll have like a <sighs> cup of tea in a warm bath or like a beer. Like hell yeah. Those sound great. Because those are logistically less tricky. Like, I can grab a mug with wet hands. No problem. Mm. I got skills, bro. But, like, with pruny hands? Are are you trying to say that you can't pick up a mug with no, pruny hands? No, I could, hands? but it would feel uncomfortable, I think. 
I feel like there's so many more uncomfortable things in my life that that's not even on the radar. Like, have you ever washed dishes and, like, one of the last things you're washing is a mug? Like, it's the same thing, except you're relaxing and enjoying a good beverage. <laughs> this is this feels like a terrible sense of false equivalency. <laughs> no, I'm just like, I, I'm flabbergasted by this. I don't know. I, it just doesn't sound pleasant. Oh. You have to definitely be in the right state of mind, but. What would you eat in a bathtub? Because, yes, I, like, I acknowledge that even if it's not the way that I go, drinking in a bathtub, anything, that's whatever. It's not that hard. Mm-hmm. I acknowledge that. But eating. <laughs> so what about- is there to eat in a bathtub? <laughs> The thing about eating in a bathtub is, like, you ha- you'd you have to go into it, like, planning on this. So you're not, like, sticking your hands in the water and, like, soaking them in the water. Because I agree that at that point, like, pretty fingers are starting to become a problem. Wet hands are becoming a problem. And so I think you could eat a lot of things in a bathtub. I'm trying to, like, buy some time while I think of what would be a good meal. Like, tacos in a bathtub? Bad idea. Don't do something that can, like, fall apart while you're eating it. Yeah. Um, I I feel like any solid food just, like, is already a losing proposition. Like, I feel like you can eat soup with clear broth and nothing else. <laughs> I uh, No, you could definitely have, like, a warm bowl of chili. Oh, that would be really good. Like, a cold winter <laughs> what day if you warm bath some? and some chili. What if you spill some in the bathtub? <laughs> It's going to get diluted. Have you, how often also do you spill when you eat chili? Like, how clumsy are you, Mark? First, you can't pick up a mug with pruny hands. You can't <laughs> eat chili without spilling it. I'm starting to question you as a person. You finally found my weakness, Grant. <laughs> it's things with handles and tomato-based soups. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think that's it. I think you're just super ditzy and you could do a good job of hiding it. Yeah, that's it. I'm just picturing you sitting I'm in a just, bathtub just, right now and I'm spilling really, a whole bowl of chili on yourself. I'm, <laughs> that's right. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm really good with a thesaurus. I'm really <laughs> fast at looking up big words. <laughs> and uh, I can't explain my athletic prowess. But, but your kryptonite is food in the proximity of water, I guess. I mean, we already established that it totally is. If someone said, hey, you there. <laughs> Uh, wakeboarding or whatever go st- standing in the ocean here's a sandwich I just like die immediately <laughs> oh god <laughs> it's like it's the crypt yeah the kryptonite is like a combination of, it's a two factor authentication of kryptonite really okay. yeah right right I, I need, really I need, I need the okay. two things together Oh, oh, like yeah, Superman. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just crypt- yeah. like get some kryptonite, and you're near Superman. You win. Put yeah. put me near water. I'm fine. Give me a sandwich. I'm fine. Put the two together. Well, now we have a problem. <laughs> you have beaten my security system. 